0: It's Mac. welcome back episode 37 of icebreaker i almost said 38 because that's what you just said off the top aj how are you
1: uh, i also got confused i'm doing very well other than i'm still trying to figure out why i stayed up saturday to watch the jets get blown out by the heads. Yeah. i didn't turn it off i still don't know why
0: i uh i was sitting there and the second period started and it was this like same thing i, I just It was four or nothing before I knew it. And I was like, I don't think I need to watch this anymore.
1: But I just kept, it was like a bad train wreck. They just kept scoring and I just kept watching. I still don't know why.
0: Me too. Me too. That was, hey, but you know what? Everyone's allowed to get blown out once in a while. Uh, Whether it's one nothing or seven nothing, it's just one loss. Yeah. You know, bounce back and uh, hopefully they will because they have been pretty good so far this season.
1: They have been, and i got to say, mind you, coming up here, uh, if they're not looking at trading for a defenseman after that 7-1 loss, I I think they might be now.
0: (laughs) There you have it. There you have it. Did you see the golf today, how it played out, something about Bryson DeChambeau winning? You see any of that?
1: I only read a little something about the big man and a big drive, but you were watching it. What happened in the golf?
0: Okay, well, we'll just get to the big drive first. Hole six, par five around the water. Well, he took the water out of it two days in a row yesterday, 370 yard drive, or I should say (laughs) Saturday. And then on Sunday, 377 yard drive over the water. And he, it was, it's fun because the crowd was back and they went crazy for it. And he, he, you know, he put on a show. It was pretty fun, but when it came down to it on 18, he missed the putt. He missed the birdie putt to win. He could he could two putt to win. He missed his birdie putt, but it sailed past it, so that let Lee Westwood have a five footer for par, which he made. And then if Deschambeau missed, which he had like six feet left, it would have been gone to a playoff. But he sunk the putt, and he let his emotions out. Arnold Palmer meant a lot to him, and it was Honor Palmer tournament. So that was pretty cool to see. So he's got his eighth PGA Tour win which I mean, he's going to, he's going to win his fair share of tournaments here uh, as he uh, moved on in his career. Yeah. It's
1: funny that he, that he wailed that putt so hard because that's just what I expect out of, out of him. His arms are just massive. Yeah. 377 yards. Is that what you said? The drive was. Yeah. It would take me two woods and at least two irons.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's incredible. Really is incredible uh, hitting the ball that far. Um, Yeah. As we sit here and record this, the NBA uh, skills competition is on. Mm-hmm. And I just watched Steph Curry put up 31 points in the first round of the, uh, uh, what is it called? Three-point shooting contest. Yeah. And they're laughing. They said he pulled a Larry Bird and went in there and said, which one of you guys is playing for second? But it's pretty true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nobody sinks them like uh, like Steph Curry does, not from past that three-point line.
0: And did you see that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons cannot play in the All-Star Game because of COVID contact tracing back to their barber?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I I mean, I don't know, man. Where we're at here in Canada and where they're at down in the States, it's obviously a big difference as to what you can do and what you can pull off. Uh, It's not necessarily that they had the the COVID, but you're right. Right. They got traced back. They can't do the All-Star Game. I'm sure they're real bummed out about it.
0: Yeah, I mean... I don't know about that. I don't think. It's, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> it's uh, something that those guys want to do necessarily, but yeah. uh, I guess it, yeah, it's just funny how how things work out these days. Before we move on from that, I just want to go on a record for my Manitoba Building Trades hot take: is that I think Joel Embiid might uh, not might. I think he's going to win the MVP here for the league. The big man's going to do it.
1: My goodness, I would love to see that. He's such a lovable player. Yeah. Uh, Eddie, Eddie's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Okay. I'll get behind your hot take.
0: And some, I remember watching He said like three games this year, he's had like 50, 60 points. Yeah. It's been incredible, but that's uh, it's not just any project. It's the opportunity of a lifetime. It's about building something great for Manitoba. That's why you turn to the expert talent and craftsmanship of Manitoba's tradespeople. Manitoba Building Trades is Manitoba's unionized construction industry. Productive labor is our business with over 10,000 skilled trades professionals. We build what others can only imagine. Visit mbtrades.ca and come build with us. Make some money. We will see. Those
1: trades people are all about, yeah.
0: Yeah, we will see how that works. I guess, you know, last week I gave it to you pretty good on the trivia. So it's my turn to take it on the chin. What do you got for me this week?
1: I don't think you're going to do very poorly at all. I think you'll do well with a little golf trivia in honor of the, in honor of the Arnold Palmer invitational.
0: I like uh, that. The
1: warm weather golf is back in the air. In fact, if you were in Winnipeg here, there there was a driving range open in St. Vital this weekend.
0: That's phenomenal. Before <laughs> we get into that trivia, I just want to say, I don't know the guy's first name, but his last name was Ventura and he got a hole in one. So their PJ tour is putting out online Ace Ventura and i thought
1: uh, i like that thankfully that wasn't one of my trivia questions oh good here good. we go mac well, first of five okay. uh there are two players tied with the most career wins on the pga tour can you name either player
0: well tiger woods okay that was an
1: easy one can you name the second one for a bonus point
0: yeah i think i, I his name is literally slipping out of my head right now uh <laughs> Hang on. Give me a second. Yep. It's not, it's not Jack. It's, uh, Oh my God. Is it Snead? It is. Yeah. And Tiger Woods are
1: both tied for most career wins on the PGA tour. Yeah. Well done. Uh, Speaking of Tiger question number two, how many hole in ones does Tiger Woods have in his PGA tour career?
0: Wow. I do not know this, but I am going to take a stab at it. Yeah. I'm going to go like on tour in tour events as a question. In tour events on the, on the tour. How many hole-in-ones does,
1: uh, does Tiger have? I'm going to
0: go off the record or on the record here, but way off, way off the charts and I'm going to go with zero.
1: Oh, he has a few Ace Ventura has one third of the hole-in-ones now that Tiger Woods had. He has three, three on the PTA tour. Uh, yeah.
0: You know what, when I was thinking about it, I, I don't recall seeing a lot of highlights of, of tiger having an ace.
1: No, he's got something like what did I say? 82 career wins and yeah. three holding in ones. So yeah. you know it's few and far between. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's that's crazy.
1: Question number three. Uh, who is the golfer with the most career wins at the masters?
0: Ooh, most career masters wins. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Jack Nicholas.
1: The golden bear. Jack Nicklaus is correct yeah yeah he's got one more than Tiger Woods yes. and unfortunately now I hate to say it because it's maybe too soon yeah he might stay that way yeah uh we've got two out of three here Matt question number four in the trivia today who was the first golfer in PGA tour history to earn a million dollars on the tour who was the first player to earn a million dollars
0: Uh wow this could be, I'm trying to think of money back in the day,
1: mm-hmm.
0: winning endorsements.
1: It happened in 1967, if that helps. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: That helps. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Arnie, Arnold Palmer.
1: Was, they named the tournament after him this weekend. Arnold Palmer was the first player to reach a million in earnings winning on the PGA Tour. Yeah. Okay. This is for the fifth question. You're three out of four. Uh, I was looking at the rankings of who's won the most majors on the PGA tour. Who is the top non-American Ooh. to win the most majors on the tour?
0: Top non-American to win the mm-hmm. most. Is it, is it Sevi uh, Seve? Vice, it is not. In fact, I think it's a
1: much more noticeable name than that. Gary player.
0: Oh Yeah.
1: The, for, is the top non-American and here's one extra question that I wasn't sure I wanted to include who's the most who's the top non-American in PGA tour wins not not the majors just tour wins it's an interesting name I don't think you're gonna think of it
0: tour wins okay since it's, since it's not a, a part of the trivia give yeah. me a can you give me like a, a decade he's still playing to this day PJ Singh VJ
1: Singh, yeah, it is the he's got the most career PGA Tour wins for a non-American.
0: You know what? And even before I asked that question, I was going to go with VJ. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, VJ's VJ's like stealthy. He's in all these tours, and you never know. He can strike. He wins yeah, a
0: lot. He does win a lot, and he did yeah. win a lot back in the day. Yeah, uh, that was fun. I I did better than I thought after a couple of weeks ago uh, with the curling <laughs> questions, but.
1: Went with more something in your niche. (laughs) Curling.
0: Yeah, thank you for that. As we move uh, forward in the show here, we're joined by uh, Winnipeg Ice defenseman Carson Lambos a little bit later in the show. Before we get into that, uh, Mitch Peacock's back to talk a little bit uh, at an ice training camp. So that's a good little segment coming uh, right up. Well, back with Mitch Peacock. And as we get closer to the start of the season, I know you've had a a few chances to talk to the coach, uh, a couple players. What are you hearing out of... uh, a shortened training camp in Regina?
2: Well, uh, it's a challenging situation. Uh, Obviously the guys are excited to be together and just fired right up to play. Uh, But it's challenging because uh, as hockey fans would know, uh, players have never encountered a one week training camp before. This is a whole new beast and uh, coming off of two weeks without skating, heading into the camp. So the idea is to kind of um, take it slow and hurry up all at once. (laughs) They've got to be careful out of the gates that they don't get themselves uh, any nagging injuries that sideline guys. Uh, so they're, they're starting somewhat cautiously at uh, Friday, Saturday, ramped it up on Sunday. And, uh, James Patrick says, he's just got to keep building and building. Uh, they want to have a great foundation of fitness, obviously without making you know without making guys overworked or overtaxed. Um, so uh, what I'm hearing is the guys are excited to be together. Uh, they're pushing themselves. They want to stay healthy, but they want to get ready. And, um, they feel like they're making progress in those early days.
0: And some of those guys, I guess the the ice released their roster uh, middle of last week. So let's go back to that for a second for some key returning guys uh, coming back. uh, Who should we watch out for?
2: Well, you know, it's worth mentioning the ice have a lot of returning guys. um, And that speaks to the way the program has been built. Uh, They've got a good group of players, uh, you know, in that 17, 18 age group uh, that give them, I think a, a real core of quality and uh, a real sort of uh, foundation to build on as a team. So uh, without wanting to hurt any feelings, there's a lot of players coming back and that makes the ice a pretty good team. Uh, but when you get into specifics and talk about some of the big names, uh, you, you can't start without talking about Peyton Krebs, uh, the captain of the team, uh, first round draft pick to the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, led the Western Hockey League in assists per game last season, fourth in the Western Hockey League in points per game last season, a uh, silver medalist at the World Junior Championship, five points in five games of the Henderson Silver Knights in the American Hockey League. Um, and that's not even mentioning that he spent the, the bubble uh, last summer with the Vegas Golden Knights, um, you know, getting himself uh, in and around NHL players and understanding what it's like day to day and what it takes to be a pro. So here's the guy who most thought was acting like a pro already <laughs> when, when he was 17, 18. And now, uh, you know, we're talking about a guy who's got all the attributes uh, of a quality professional at 19 and is the captain of the team. So it starts there for the Winnipeg ice when you talk about returning players and continues to guys like Connor McLennan, now property or at least drafted by the Philadelphia Flyers, who is going to have a chip in his shoulder after an injury uh, sideline of last year and saw his draft ranking fall. Um, It's easy to forget that Connor McLennan was, what, 43rd in the midterm rankings and went in the sixth round after suffering an injury. So, you know, this is going to be a guy with a lot of ability, who has been working on his body and getting himself ready to go, Um, who probably would like to remind a few people that sixth round was probably a bit of a bargain uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, So I'm excited to see how Connor plays. Uh, When you talk about returnees, you got to talk about Owen Peterson, a guy who a lot of people thought would get drafted, had 28 goals last year. Uh, which is incredibly impressive for our first full year in the league. Uh, a guy who can play center, can play on the wing, uh, showed a good touch around the net, has been working on his speed, uh, which is an area that he said he wanted to improve and, and probably will help his pro prospects. And then uh, for me, uh, you can't get past uh, Carson Lambos in terms of the next guy on that list of important players for the Winnipeg Ice coming back. Um, you know, We've talked about it a number of times, on the pod, on broadcasts, um, on the website and articles. Uh, This guy is an A prospect. He's a guy that scouts forecast to be a first-round pick. Projections have seen him in the top five. Some have seen him lower on down in that opening round. But the bottom line is he's an impressive two-way defender. He's got the ability to skate you out of your zone, to get into the other team's zone, to pass the puck, to, to shoot the puck. James Patrick has raved about his shot for years. Um, said he had an NHL wrister at 15, which, um, you know, is mind-boggling. He's got the build of an NHL player at, uh, you know, his young years. So um, there's a pretty good list of quality returning players for the Winnipeg Ice in general. And, and those are a few off the top of my head that fans will be excited to see in action.
0: Absolutely. You mentioned Carson Lambo, So we're going to hear from him a little bit later in the show. So make sure to stick around uh, for that. But if we look, I guess, to the earlier years, and the and I know you mentioned it, you know, the Ice have quite the core returning who are in the 17, 18 year old age range. So if we look even younger than that, some uh, some notable newcomers. It's hard to not look uh, or it's hard to look at that without mentioning Connor Geeky.
2: Yeah, well, you know, everybody's proud of their first round draft picks, and the Ice are no exception. Uh, they are thrilled to have Connor Geeky on board. Second overall in the draft in his year in 2019 uh, is a guy, you know, we talk about players using the pandemic to get bigger and stronger. You know, this is a, this is a player uh, born in 04 <laughs> comes in at 6'4 and over 200 pounds, uh, according to uh, rumblings, that I'm hearing out of Regina and fit as can be. Um, you know, there's a, a great athlete there. He's a two sport guy. I uh, played a lot of baseball over the years. Um, so you got an athlete you got an athlete's body you got a a natural skill set you got a lot to look forward to and remember he's also got a taste of the league got into seven games last year he's been around the program so he's not going to be you know tiptoeing around and and trying to figure out who these people are and and if he's comfortable this is family now for him that's the way the ice operate they made him feel comfortable helped him to feel comfortable and so um i'm excited to see him play center ice that's his natural position James Patrick has, tells me that he wants to see him there, too. So um, no question about it. Connor Geeky and that group of guys coming in, very impressive. You can talk about Skylar Bruce. You could talk about Chase Bertholet. You could get into a, a 20-year-old in goal. And Carl Stankowski who's an interesting addition. Uh, won a Western Hockey League championship with the Seattle Thunderbirds in 2017. And he played, well, they won every game they won in the playoffs in his 16-year-old year. Fortunately for Carl, he had a bad run with injuries sidelined him, uh, slowed his career quite a bit. He wasn't able to uh, to play the year after they won that Western Hockey League Championship. Spent some time with the Calgary Hitmen. And then last year had a really nice year with the Penticton Bees in the BC Hockey League. but goals against barely over two, an impressive save percentage. That's a nice addition to your team to have some maturity in your goalie group. And Zach Benson has been brought along for the trip. And, and that's a neat thing too. When you get a 2005 player, A guy in his 15-year-old year, usually those players are allowed to play just a few games in a season. But he's going to have this whole experience, regardless of how many games he plays. He's going to be in that hub with the teams. He's going to be practicing every day. He's going to be around the games. He's going to get a chance to see it up close and personal. And for a quality offensive player like that with a great hockey mind coming out of a terrific program at the Yale Hockey Academy, I think it's just an ideal situation for getting your feet wet. Whatever he gets out of this is all bonus because it's just going to put him in a great spot heading into next year.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned a few of the guys I want to bring up here next, but if we look back to to that release the Ice put out on their roster, seven first-round picks are with them inside the bubble.
2: Yeah, and, you know, first of all, uh, you've got to acknowledge the fact that uh, this is a building program, and uh, they did their homework and they drafted very efficiently over the years, and they got some good draft picks because of the way the team was developing down the line. But the bottom line is those players have been uh, well-selected. They, they they picked well, and the people they've got are making a difference. And uh, when you talk about the seven, it includes Peyton Krebs. You want to go back to the beginning of this development of this program. Um, and then you've got you know an interesting addition, like an Anderson McDonald coming out of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League in his 20-year-old year, who was a first-round pick in that league. And, has had several 20-goal seasons at the major junior level. Uh, that's you know a pretty nice addition. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of quality. You get skill when you get a first-round pick, and the ice are loaded when it comes to that.
0: Yeah, no question. It's going to be a fun team to watch. Uh, appreciate you stopping by, Mitch, and we'll uh, chat with you soon.
2: Look forward to more, Mac. Take care.
0: Well, thanks again, Mitch. Always good stuff before we move on. Make sure to check us out on social media at Icebreaker Show with two Ws on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, subscribe on YouTube and continue downloading and listening wherever you listen to your podcast. We really appreciate it. Our next guest is projected first round pick in this up this year's upcoming NHL draft, and we are pleased to be joined by Carson Lambo's. Joined by Winnipeg Ice defenseman Carson Lambo's. I guess I'll start off with, "How are you? You all settled in in Regina?"
3: Yeah, I'm doing well. Um just been practicing for about three days now. So couldn't be happier to be back on the ice with the, the team.
0: And, uh, the setup, you guys are all good. You, you have your own room. Do you bring anything from home to personalize it a little bit?
3: Uh, no, honestly, I wish I did, but I, uh, I brought a guitar. I'm trying to learn. So I've been doing that and then my PlayStation or, or the two things that take up the most time after school, of course.
0: Right. How long have you been trying to learn guitar?
3: uh two weeks maybe so I'm very very new but I'm enjoying it
0: and is that an electric guitar or an acoustic
3: just an acoustic okay uh my roommate Connor McClendon. I think if I had an electric guitar he'd probably smashed it so that's why I got the acoustic
0: that's pretty cool I, I think we'll have to check back in with you here then at the end of the two months and and see where we're at but like you said uh three days into camp uh, How has that been going so far? Obviously tough after two weeks of, of quarantine and not being on the ice.
3: Yeah. For everybody who was off the ice for two weeks, I was even longer three weeks with uh, travel and things like that, but you know, everyone's kind of in the same boat like that. So uh, we've just slowly been ramping things up, uh, you know, started off a little bit easier, have to do things in a safe way, but uh, I'm really, really excited to see what, where we can go over this uh, next week before the season. And I think, uh, Once that time comes, we'll be going full speed and we'll be rolling.
0: And what's that been like being back with the, you know, the ice, the ice players, your teammates after, you know, what will be almost a year or just over a year when you, when the puck drops, but uh, good to be back with all of them.
3: Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, You know, this is such a good group of guys. Um, uh, When we have such a close knit group, like we do, when you see these guys again, after being over a year long, it almost feels like you uh, never left each other. Don't skip a beat with the, with an awesome group. So it's so much fun to, to be around these guys and, and living with them. But I'm saying that just about two weeks into the experience, so we'll see if I say the same thing in a couple months. But uh, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, no, I, I bet. And I guess just to touch on practice a little bit, obviously, you know, easing into it. Uh, I know I talked to the head coach, James Patrick, and he said it was the first time in his career where he actually told, his team to, you know, not go hundred percent on the first day back.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think that's, uh, it's weird for all of us. Usually training camp is, uh, you know, it's the hardest time of the year uh, in a sense. And, you know, the practices can be excruciatingly hard and it's to get you in shape. But, you know, once you're uh, sitting down and hopefully being able to keep a little bit active during the two week quarantine, uh, I don't think it's, uh, you know, I think our coaches did a really good job uh, being smart with how we can ease into things, uh, limiting injuries and, and aches and pains. Cause with our heavy schedule coming up, if uh, we're not smart now, it'll, uh, it can linger on for the whole year.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, going back to last season, you've had a lot of success against the Regina Pats, but also, you know, in the Brant center where the hub is being held. Are you looking forward to that? Like, have you noticed that what goes into all that, uh, you know, playing well against them, but particularly in the, in the Brad center.
3: Yeah. uh, I'm not too sure uh, why I've had so much success in this building. Um, I guess it's just maybe, maybe the ice fits me or or something like that. I I'm not too sure why I've had so much success in this building, but it's something I've kind of joked with, with my teammates a little bit back and forth, just that it's a, it's a good ring for the hub to be in for me, but I'm just uh, looking forward to playing.
0: And what comes to mind when I think of that is that end-to-end goal you scored early in the year last year versus Regina. Is, that, is Does that come to mind and the guys rub you about that a little bit?
3: Yeah, you're going to get me in trouble if I uh, if I say anything about that. So I've heard enough about that already, as, as I'm sure you could imagine.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I sure can. So I want to, obviously it's ahead of your NHL draft year this year, but I'm going to rewind a little bit to back to when you were nine and 10 years old. And I'm not going to go on a limb here and say I was a good coach by any means but it didn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that you were a pretty special player even back then what I guess how do you block out all the noise um, especially when you're projected to be you know a first round pick heading into this season
3: yeah for me I think you kind of see all these draft boards and things like that and anyone who says they don't see it or they don't notice it I think is lying but uh, for me you know once I kind of get to the rink Uh, nothing really creeps into my mind or or bothers me there so I can play and uh, just uh, do things how I want to do them uh, regardless of what uh, other people are saying or all these things are saying so I just uh, stick to focusing to the game when uh, when it's going on and that's how I kind of deal with it
0: and obviously you know you're a you're a very good player Um, played big minutes last year only you know I can only imagine your role to be to move up a little bit this year what are you looking forward to
3: yeah I'm uh I'm really looking forward to maybe being a little bit of a leader on this team second year in the league uh hopefully show a good example for some of the younger guys we have coming in uh I think everybody kind of says that once they've uh, got a year under their belt it feel a little bit different in the in the hierarchy on the team and just how you can kind of uh how I can how I'm able to carry myself after, you know, spending a year after in this league. So I want to become a bit of a leader and and really set the example for this team.
0: Well, listen, Carson, I appreciate you taking the time here. I'll let you get back to, you know, doing your schoolwork, as you mentioned, but uh, wishing you all the best this year and we'll check in soon.
3: Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks, Matt.
0: Well, that'll just about do it for this week's episode of Icebreaker. Thanks again for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Hope everybody has a great week, and we will talk to you next week.